Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, with my co-host, Dixie Cochran. Hello. And guest host, Daniel Lazon. Hello. Guest host. Guest host. I mean, she's been on enough at this point. We are we are upgrading. Right. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't talk about the promotion ahead of time. Um, it doesn't I mean, come get, with any benefits. Right. It requires you to <laughs> spend more time talking to us. That's really what happens. So. And by that, he means you get to spend more time talking to us. <laughs> huh. Huh. Whether you consider that a benefit or a penalty, I'll leave to you to decide. But okay. <laughs> um, And today we are going to do the third of our kind of one-shot actual plays in set in the realms of Pugmire. Yay! Um, I, I, of course, have never run any of these games before, so this is all completely new to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to take my out. <laughs> <laughs> you've... you've no, I came. I came. Bullshit that one. No, no. It's uh, unless you run it more than me, but that's just objectively you not true. More than anybody, I think. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's someone who's been running it like nonstop for like five years. No, I can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this is uh, we. I, I decided I wanted to run uh, Squeaks and Deep partially because we want to get through kind of the, the big four books, uh, but also. Um, I just kind of liked some of the vibe of this one. It's the newest one, obviously, so it's kind of shiny to me. Um, but uh, I find I keep going back to this particular well. I just I, I find there's something really kind of, of interesting about this in the spooky. I like to run horror games. I haven't run a horror game for a long time. Five. I think that's why I'm into it right now. So it's like I can kind of do yeah. some stuff that's world darkness adjacent ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do – I do have an adventure today. Um, it's another kind of one-ish hour adventure. Um, the title is The Hounds of the Dusty Hill. Uh, but um, even though I said they mentioned the horror, it's like it's 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 not going to be uh, too scary or spooky. Uh, but there are going to be um, some mild references to, to uh, dangerous things uh, and also uh, – um, racism against rodents because that's kind of one of the things of Squeaks in the Deep. Uh, but uh, if, you, if you're cool with that, we can kind of dive right in. Um, both yeah. of your both of your characters uh, grew up in the same village. Okay. Uh, underground. Uh, and you generally do odd jobs around uh, Pugmire and the attendant cities. Uh, primarily Pugmire. Uh, so, for example, you occasionally uh, do errands uh, for uh, uh, people need to run messages back and forth, uh, people who um, need to uh, get information serendipitously. Uh, uh, so, you are both characters who are used to a certain amount of being overlooked by dogs. Yeah. And cats. Okay. Uh, how you feel about that, I leave up to uh, individual characters. Uh, but this time around, um, you were sent uh, by uh, Alistair Afghan, who is a well-known slash uh, mildly notorious artisan in Pugmire. Uh, he is presenting, he's setting himself up as uh, someone who actually gives advice on a consulting basis to other individuals about magical things and the mm-hmm. like. Um, and he's been hiring 
uh, are rodents uh, specifically to get information because he knows that there are sorts of information that he doesn't, perhaps other dogs don't normally have access to. Uh, and he's asked you to uh, go to Hounton uh, to pick something up uh, to bring back to him, uh, which is a small metal box with a hinge. Okay. Uh, the downside of working with uh, Alistair Afghan is that he sometimes forgets to give you certain pieces of information. It's not malicious. He's just forgetful. He's so focused on abstract arcane concepts. He forgets to mention things like, here's the money you need to get there, or when's the last time I ate? Uh, so, oh, so it's me. <laughs> yes, except for he doesn't believe he has a problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. It like it's legit a miracle that I remember to eat today before our stream recording. So yeah. Um no, he's much more uh, uh just he other people kind of just generally take care of those things for him, but his his valet particularly Darcy cat. Um so he doesn't feel like he has to worry about these things. Oh uh, right. This is this is the Darcy Cat character. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yep, yep. I fucking love Alistair. Um, so when you, when you got to Houndton, uh, you got the, you went to a, an older dog, uh, you exchanged a parchment for the small metal box, um, which is unlocked. And if you open it, uh, it, it appears to have a small, uh, egg made of rock inside of it. I definitely opened it. Uh, and then, uh, but he failed to mention is that once a year in Houndton, uh, the city shuts down. Because uh, the city believes that once a year, ghosts roam the streets, uh, specifically ghosts from uh, Transylvania Hound Manor, and they wander the streets at night. Uh, so two rats late at night from outside town trying to find lodging from a bunch of dogs basically doesn't happen. Excuse me, I am a mouse. Right. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? These dogs do not make uh, the distinction, necessarily. Really? Uh, so you try to find, you go to, go to like the bars and the inns, and they're just they're locked up. They either ignore you when you pound on the doors, uh, or um, they open the door just to yell at you and then close the door in your face. Uh, one dog takes pity on you and says that you might be able to actually stay the night up at the manor on the hill. The one where the ghosts are supposed to come from? Correct. Sounds legit. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems fine. Uh, uh, so oh, you're standing now in front of the manor. Um, uh, and as is narratively required in these moments, um, it, it has started to rain and you hear thunder in the distance. Um the front courtyard is paved with old stones, but most of them are cracked or torn up. But so the whole place is kind of filling up with like mud puddles as the rain starts to drop down. Uh, nearby, something that looks like it maybe once had been a horse stable, but really it's just now a pile of rubble and moldering lumber. There's a, a dead tree in the middle of all the destruction. It's torn. Its trunk was torn open by a lightning strike at some point in the past, or maybe something else. Who knows? Uh, and yet, with all of this disrepair, you notice a couple things. One is that there does still seem to be, from what you can tell, an intact roof. Uh, even though things kind of fallen down, at least parts of it seem to be intact. So you could theoretically get shelter in there. Um, the second is that uh, the main door 
is actually in surprisingly good shape. Uh, the wood looks almost new. It's kind of got a, a nice red stain on the wood. It's been polished to a shiny finish. And there's a heavy metal handle that hangs above the door's ancient lock. Hmm. Well. So as you're standing here, uh, as you're knocking, um, why don't you introduce yourselves and what your characters look like as we start to, as you're looking into this manner. Uh, so we'll start with you, Danielle. Um, I'm playing Juniper Jumper, a uh, level four ruffian who is a rat. Um, her upbringing is strong and robust. So she's, she's big and she's muscly and she's not very smart. Um, her background is a field rodent. So she uh, grew up in the fields. Well, uh, grew up in a small village like you said, um, mm -hmm. and is just uh, very sweet, very kind, very dumb, very strong. Uh, uh, I her ideal is what's most important to me is making friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I love her. <laughs> other people say that I'm too stupid to have survived this long. <laughs> <laughs> And no matter what, I just can't mistrust anyone. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor sweet child. How about you, Dixie? Uh, yeah, so I have made Mishka Big Ears of the Figures family. Um, she is a level four psychic mouse. Uh, her upbringing was charming and also robust because I think that she had to learn some endurance when she was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and her background is refugee, but I'm totally cool with her being a refugee to the village that Juniper lived in. Right. Yeah, that, that that's fine. That, that makes perfect sense. Maybe be a refugee from a, a bigger um, mouse uh, holding that fell or something. Exactly. Um, so she is just a little tiny. In my brain, she's a little tiny white mouse. She's a little fluffy. Mm -hmm. um, she is super curious about things. I, I'm assuming that she's probably Juniper's best friend. Yeah. Uh, because she's the one who grabs Juniper by the tail and it's like, hang on a second. <laughs> um, her ideal is what is most important to her is bettering myself and my community. Uh, whispers other people say that I'm a little bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> and my flaw is no matter what, I just can't stay in one place. She likes okay. to look around and have adventures and she's very curious about everything around her. Well, this is going to be a, a great adventure for you then. Yes. Yay, I'm going to wander into places. Uh, they shouldn't wander into. So, uh, Juniper, you said you. <laughs> you said you were going to knock on the door. Yes, it is only polite to knock on the door. Like, uh, are, we, You're... are we being polite to ghosts? We don't know that there are ghosts here. They, That's they just said a there superstition. Were... Ghosts are real, Juniper. You 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 should know this. Are they? Y yes. Also, I don't the unseen. Know. Oh, they didn't say the unseen. They said ghosts. Yeah, I think ghosts are real. Okay, you can knock on the door if you want. Are you knocking with your hand or are you using the big uh, metal handle? I'm using that big metal handle. Okay. Just just, just, just reaching up so far above ourselves. Just. <clears throat> yeah, so you kind of slam the, the big metal uh, knocker down uh, and you hear kind of an echoing boom, boom, boom in the as, as it hits the door. Ooh. And then after a few moments, nothing happens. And then after a few more moments, nothing continues to happen. I open the door. The door appears to be... Um, you go to kind of like twist the knob, 
Um, and for a second, you think maybe it's locked, but then you hear kind of a, a, a ka-chunk, like maybe it was just, uh, uh, hasn't been used in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a small part of you that expects the door to kind of creak open, but actually kind of just smoothly opens as if it were well-oiled hinges. It's hmm. a good door. I kind of knock on it. Boom, boom, boom. No, I'm not using the knocker. I'm just going, good door. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so inside the door, uh, you do see what appears to be uh, a foyer. Uh, it's a, it's much like the outside. It's run down, um, which actually makes the front door look even more incongruous. Uh, so there are archways full of rubble and debris, uh, ruins of ornate furniture and marble statues. Uh, there are several tall candlesticks around the room holding surprisingly intact candles. Uh, there are doors to your immediate left and right inside the door. And you can see there are further doors to left and right further down, and then two doors directly in front of you to left and right. And they both uh, brackets what appears to be a long staircase going up. Do you step inside? Does, is Mishka stepping inside? Uh, Mishka's poking her head in, at least. See if there's okay. any, anybody in there. You don't see anybody moving around. Um, at one point in time, you think you maybe saw a figure, but you realize it's one of the statues, kind of just those shadows mm-hmm. are hitting it wrong. I'd like to use smell life. Okay. Um, and that means that within a 60-foot sphere centered on me, um, I can smell a single species of living organism. So I'm going to try to smell dogs. What is your tell? Because all psychic powers have a tell. Oh, I turn into a little puffball. All of my first hands on end, but also kind of faintly in the background, you hear the AOL modem noise. Because <laughs> I, I thought yesterday to be the best tell ever. So yeah, she's just like a cotton ball with stranger sounds happening. It is it is a really obvious tell, so she doesn't use her powers in public very often. Right. But this is your best friend, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Juniper knows. Um, so, um, <laughs> and, you, and you pick a deep breath in. Uh, and you do not smell dogs. How, what's the radius? Uh, it's a 60-foot sphere. Sphere, okay. You don't smell any dogs in a 60-foot sphere. Um, but that said, uh, the, the foyer itself is pretty large, so you're really sm- able, only able to smell dogs kind of in this space. Maybe a little okay. bit beyond. Maybe just beyond the doors. But that's So you're not really smelling anything, but also it's a pretty big house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't smell any... Dogs are just supposed to live here. Uh, what do you want to do, Juniper? I don't want to be wet anymore. I, I guess I, I guess the door is open, and those yep. people in town kindly said we could stay here. And you did knock first, so you did the polite thing that you wanted to do. Uh, okay. I guess we should go inside then. Hello, is anyone here? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you step inside. I assume is okay. not rushing after Juniper. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your your voice, you know, hello, and you start hearing echoes throughout it. And as you both step inside, um, the front door slams with a with a thud. Mm. Um, and you notice that um, on this side, the door has no handle or lock, mm. Mm. and the candles it. burst into light. I, I push at the door. Well, that door's weird. not open. That's weird, but at least it's all lit now. Um, yeah, but it's also what? How did? What just happened? I don't know. On the upside, you're not being rained on right now. Yeah. So. I mean, we don't want to go outside anyway. But we want to go outside tomorrow. Well, maybe it'll open tomorrow. 
I mean, I guess there's windows or nothing else. Theoretically, yes. You have seen windows on the outside of the manor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't see any windows where you're at currently. Okay. So what are our options for exiting the foyer? Uh, you have doors to your immediate left and right. You have doors further along that wall to the left and right. Mm-hmm. And then you have another door, two doors on either side of a long staircase in front of you going up. So six doors on a staircase. Yes. Um... I guess we start that way, and she kind of like points right at the first, at the closest door. Oh, well, shouldn't the rooms be on the second floor? I'm, I'm more interested in seeing if there's anything else in this house before we go to sleep. Oh, okay, I guess. Because, I guess. because either there's something bad here, maybe that we might have to get rid of or you know hide from. Or maybe whoever owns the house is here and we should ask their permission before we stay in their rooms. Like, maybe they're so far away they couldn't hear us. This is a really big house. Okay. Okay. So, Mishka goes and just kind of, like, you know, tries tries the handle as quietly as she can on the right-hand closest door. Uh, this door um, feels a lot less uh, ornate than the previous one. Um, it's more kind of weathered wood. It's still very nice and still kind of has that reddish tint, mm-hmm. um, but it's not nearly as polished and it's not nearly as large. Uh, and the, the handle uh, turns pretty easily in your paw, and this does creak a little bit as you mm-hmm. open it. Uh, beyond, um, through the shadows of the flickering candlelight, uh, you can see that it's a smaller room, um, maybe about t- 20 by 30. Uh, and it looks like there's just a lot of shelves and stuff. There are uh, brooms, um, boxes. Uh, it looks like it's just kind of a, a storeroom of cleaning supplies. Hmm. I found a closet. Uh, okay. I don't think we could. We should sleep in here. No. There are lots of webs and dust. Are we going to open every door? I'm, I'm, unless we find somebody first. Do you think we should just go sleep in some stranger's house? What if they find us in the middle of the night? And throw us yeah. out the window or off the roof? Why would they do that? Because they're, I don't know what these people do. I don't know them. Okay, well, I mean, I guess we should look for somebody. Uh, I don't think we're going to find anybody in closets, though. Probably not. So next door. <laughs> Are you going um, next door on the right, along the right side of the wall? Yeah, yeah. She's just making a circle. Okay. Um, as you get close to the door, uh, you do see there's a small uh, brass plate on it, and it has the word library on it. Ooh, a library. I could get a good book before bed. Okay. okay. If we're going to sleep in their beds, we might as well borrow their books. I could read to you if you want. I thought we were looking for people. We're looking for people, but then we found books, and they're better than people usually. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we can go in the library. I mean, what if they're in the library? We don't know. Oh, I feel like they would have heard us. Do you think we're gonna find a door marked "People," Juniper? Well, well, no. I mean, I guess not. Maybe they're hard of hearing. We don't know. And I once again carefully open the door. Okay, um, this is. The loudest creak as far as it's like as soon as you open it, it's like um, yeah, it 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 it's it's very much like 
rusted metal twisting as you try to open the door. The door actually opens relatively easily, but it sounds like you're shoving it open every inch of the way. That that that, that was happening in my apartment for a while until I finally bought WD forty. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, and much like you've seen around the manor, uh, a lot of this is in ruins. There are uh, a bunch of shelves. Um, some have been knocked over, scattering books all over the floor. There's actually a small hole in the roof uh, that has allowed uh, rain to drop down to damage the majority of the books, rendering a lot of them into a moldy pile of wood pulp and twisted leather. Underneath one of the holes is a rusted metal bucket brimming with water, and you, the water keeps hmm. dropping into the bucket with a steady drip. This is the uh, grossest library I've ever been in. Yet the, the shelf is nearest to the door does seem surprisingly well-preserved. In fact, all the books on there look pristine. Hmm. Uh, you also get the vague sense that the books are staring at you. Which, of course, is ridiculous. They don't have eyes. How I could the possibly stare, stare back at, at you? The books. You feel like you might be losing the staring contest. Hmm. Hello, books. The books do not respond. Hmm. Um, I'm going to look closer at the books. Uh, so the books are um, beautifully bound. Um, they have, they're all bound in leather. Uh, they have a very intricate um, ribbing around the edges. Uh, there's actually some gold ink and leaf uh, uh, doing different patterns along each of the spines. But none of them are actually – none of them have words on them. They just have all different, different patterns. And they're red, green, blue, brown, all sorts of different colors of leather. Uh, and they're that very satisfying. Uh, they're they're packed just enough that they can all stand up right, but there's still enough room you can easily pull books out. It's like immaculately stacked books. The most perfect bookshelf I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna take a book and look at it. Okay. <laughs> um. Pick one of the like just whatever the closest one to me is that I, I can grab. You grab one that's kind of a a, a nice. It's a green leather uh, tome. It's you know not too thick, not too thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pull, you kind of just flip to a random page, uh, and um, it's written in some kind of strange mystical writing. Do you have no arcana? I do. Okay, please make an intelligence roll using no arcana as a skill. I am not very smart. <laughs> At least I get to add proficiency to it. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Um, so you start reading through the text, and um, it takes you a second to kind of translate the words in your head, but then you realize the text is saying, uh, Nishka translated the words in her head, and suddenly the words became clear. And if I read back, I'm assuming it tells me the things I've been doing up to now? Yes. The if book starts with you opening the door. Um, there's a lot of blank book, I guess, then. <laughs> There is, in fact, and as you flip over and you flip back, you do see Nishka flips through the pages to see if she could find where the where the book is transcribing. I don't like this. Juniper, look at this. Look at it. I you see a bunch of squiggles appearing I, on the page. Yeah. I can't read that. Right, but it it's it's narrating what I'm doing. Like, literally, there's dialogue appearing right now that is the thing I'm saying to you and you're saying to me. Nishka became very frustrated. And a little scared. <laughs> and a little scared. Okay, I'm uh, going to put that one back and look at one of the other ones. <laughs> Okay. You pick up the next book, um, and it is also written in a strange language. Um, and uh, this one uh, talks about uh, – you see references to uh, a woman named uh, Bella Transylvania Hounds mm-hmm. um, and how she lived in the manor 
and uh, everyone in town uh, loved her and adored her. Uh, but then something horrible happened, and then there are pages ripped out. And then huh. the next page says, um, and she never left the house again. Oh. It, it doesn't say that she died, though, at the end. It doesn't, no. Oh. According to this one, there's someone who still lives here named Bella. Oh. Or at least someone never left the house whose name is Bella. I mean, I guess she could have died here. But that's kind of like leaving the house. Okay. Well, we're looking for Bella then. I guess. Maybe she'll want to be my friend. Maybe. Something bad happened to her. Maybe I can fix it. That's you just you just see a picture of um uh, of a very nice looking uh, hound. Um, she's got uh, kind of a long pointy nose, uh, short pointed ears, uh, dark uh, black fur with some kind of brown undertones, um, and she's wearing kind of a, a brocade uh, red gown. At least she's like kind of a shoulders view, but what you can see of it has got a large ruff on it. So it's mm-hmm. the clothing is from about four or five generations ago. So it's older clothing. Hmm. Maybe around the time of the mm-hmm. war, the cats and dogs. Maybe she liked costumes. I like costumes. Or maybe or maybe that's the original owner of the house. Maybe. I don't know. These books are really weird. Hmm. Well, we didn't find a person in here, so I think we should keep looking. Okay. Do you want to pick the door we go into next? Because so far I've picked a gross library and a closet. Um, I guess. I mean, or we can go upstairs. Whatever you want to do. I'm not having any luck. Yeah, there's a staircase. There are two doors on either side of the staircase, and there are two doors to the, the left of when you came in. Mm-hmm. Let's go upstairs. Okay. Okay. Um, you go out, You go back out of the library. Um, you hear, as you're about to close the door, you hear a rustle of paper, and then you look back in, and you don't see anything. Um, I, I, I forget to mention, I'm sorry. Uh, there was another doorway leaving the library if you wanted to examine that one first. Oh, like going and, deeper into the house? Yes. Hmm. I wonder where it goes. I was going to say, do you do you want to have been looking at that while I was looking at weird books? Yeah. Okay, let's do a gentle yeah. retcon. Thank you. So uh, the other door is uh, much the same as the door you came in. Um, there's no plate on the side, though. Uh, and it looks like it opens out. Uh, and it is by where a lot of the water has kind of been destroying the various books. Uh, so it does look a bit swollen. Okay. I'm going to try to open it. You the, the the handle turns easily, but the door won't budge. I'm gonna put some shoulder into it. Okay, uh, you can make a strength roll. Do, 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 do. Eleven. Um, you put your shoulder into it, and you hear kind of a a, a, a soft crack, uh, but the door doesn't seem to budge at all. This thing's probably swollen into its frame. Mm, can I try one more time? Sure. Um, you're gonna be disadvantaged because you're I, trying to. Can I help? If you help, um, then that will cancel off disadvantage. Okay, it'll cancel disadvantage, but I'm not rolling anything. Okay. Right, yeah, you would give her an advantage. She already had disadvantage, so I can't stop to it. Okay, that makes sense. Try it one more time. I'm encouraging you. Uh, <laughs> that's a 21. Nice. Okay. Um, I need so you, uh, you put your uh, shoulder into it again, and you hear another crack, and the door doesn't open, but the, um, the panel kind of inset in the door actually pops out. Oh, whoops. Um, and it's just big enough for uh, a rat and a mouse to kind of climb through if you wanted to, but you could see beyond. Uh, uh, you, the light is 
pretty, your lights start to fade a lot because you're moving further and further away from the candlesticks in the hallway. Uh, but it does look like there's a lot more uh, water in there and rubble inside yeah. this room. I have dark vision to 60 feet, so. Okay, that helps some um, because you can get a little bit of like uh, uh, moonlight from the windows. Mm. Uh, so um, you can kind of make out that there's some furniture in here that's been pretty heavily destroyed. This whole place, like it's, hmm. it's not collapsed, but a lot of stuff has fallen in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the puddles of water actually is uh, almost like gurgling. Uh, but because you have dark vision, you notice that there's a weird kind of gleam off of that bubbling water. You see that weird puddle? No. <laughs> um, you want to see the weird puddle? There's a weird puddle. Uh, well, let's get closer to it. Okay. I'm going to climb through the door, like the little panel in the door. Okay. So you step in. As you get kind of into the room proper, you start to see that some of the, the shapes of furniture, what I saw, are tables and cabinets uh and you start to get the impression this may have been a kitchen at one point it's a pretty big room it's 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 bigger than the foyer uh so it probably was a kitchen for an entire household to be able to to, you Mm -hmm. know manage uh the food and the preparation and the the meals and all that and also probably also acted probably as the dining room for the staff uh but like i said there's, there's large puddles of water um one of the puddles now that you're inside the room proper, um, the gleam off of it doesn't seem to be shifting, even though you're moving around in the light. Uh, so almost like the the water itself is is shimmering. Do you see it now? Mm-hmm. It's weird, right? Yeah. Puddles don't usually do that. Do you think there's something else in the water? I, I don't know. Well, um... Do you touch the water? Can I know Arcana the water? <laughs> sure. You can try to know Arcana the water. <laughs> Shit, I rolled 19. Which means I rolled a 22. You're not sure how, mm-hmm. but you're reasonably sure that this is... Uh, th- you've seen before um, tales of silvery water or liquid, sometimes a little more viscous than water, mm-hmm. um, that can actually be used to heal and repair uh, damaged uh, limbs, flesh, oh. and the like. I think it's a, a healing potion-y silvery water thing. Uh, oh, is that normal? And it's not normal for it to be gurgling in the middle of the floor. But, um, and I think she, she, she'll pull, pull out a vial and try to get some of it. Okay. Um, you can get some. You, and as you put the water in the vial and stop it up, um, you realize that actually it's still kind of gurgling and swirling inside the vial. Mm-hmm. I've added it to my rucksack. And as your as your eyes kind of adapt to the lower light here, you do see that um, there is another door uh, up further to north and west of you. Hmm. But it requires you to go through all of the debris and rocks to get to it. Do you think we should go deeper in the house or do you think we should go upstairs? I'm a little worried about the floor collapsing upstairs, but we'll see. Um, I doubt there's anyone back here. Probably not. I'm I'm a little worried that we'll get stuck. Stuck where? Stuck out. You know, like, we'll go too far and something will collapse on us. Yeah, I guess, but we could probably always make our way to the outside of the house and windows and things. That's true. Well, let's just make sure that we keep windows nearby. Okay. So are we going to go further in? I'm asking you. No. (laughs) (laughs) So many choices. Let's go. Okay. 
I say the doors are where? Um, the door came through is to the south, so the next the other door is to the northwest. Okay, let's go try to open that door. Uh, so you uh, pick your way through the debris since you're taking your time, and there's nothing chasing you. I'm not going to make you roll, but you're it's like you're like stepping over rocks and trying to avoid uh, you know small cracks in the floor mm-hmm. and big puddles of water. Why are there rocks in here? Um, you look up and you do see that like. Um, Part of the ceiling has uh, collapsed, but not like in a. It, it, it's less that like the upper floor is cascading in, and more like a layer of rock kind of just detached from the floor and fell in. Oh, okay. It's floor upstairs. Right. That's why there's rocks. Uh, so you make your way to the door, and you see there's a um, a plaque on the door that says dining room. So where do right. they label like half their rooms? Yeah. So you open the door. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you step into a, a dusty dining room. Um, it actually seems relatively unscathed compared to the other parts of the manor. Um, there is a small civilization of tiny spiders that clearly spent decades building all the webs. Uh, but other than that, it looks like it could have been set up for dinner service. Uh, nothing's been disturbed. All the plates and cutlery are carefully arranged. There are water bowls for guests. And there's even some covered dishes waiting in the middle of the room. Ew. Off to your left, you can see that there are uh, a couple of doors um, to uh, basically, there's kind of like um, uh, a curve in the room, and so before the curve, uh, there are a couple of doors, uh, which one of which uh, you can see is uh, marked larder, and one is marked storeroom. Um, and there's another door um, further down that says uh, foyer. Hey, Juniper. Yes. I dare you to open one of those dishes. Uh, okay. I bet it's really gross, it's like petrified food. Uh, okay. Could you both make uh, wisdom rolls for me? If you have uh, notice, you can add that. Oh, that's awesome. 17. What did you get, Daniel? Seven. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're debating whether you should check out these dishes. Um, where Nishka, you do hear kind of just at the edge of your hearing mm-hmm. a very faint whine or a hum. Does it sound like anything in particular, like bugs or a whining creature? Like what? What is the nature of the hum? Um, it's more steady, almost like mechanical. I don't know what that means. Like, like, um, <laughs> like, like, uh, like uh, when a wheel constantly runs, like for knitting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of steady humming. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that? No. It's like a, you keep mm-hmm. seeing things and hearing things. I'm just gonna tell you that I. I'm probably not going to see or hear anything that you're seeing or hearing. Why? I, because I'm just not as good at that as you are. Mm, that's okay. I'm not as good at fighting and other stuff. You're very strong. You're good at carrying things. Yeah. And you're a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> good friend. Um, okay. Uh, what direction does it sound like it's coming from? Um, it looks like it's coming from one of the doors uh, off to the south. So not not the one marked foyer, I'm assuming. Uh, if it is, it you probably would have noticed it before, you would okay. see. So either if it's coming from the foyer, it started between the last time you were there and now. Mm-hmm. Um, but without actually kind of moving around and trying to try and get it, you can't be absolutely certain. I would like to sneak over toward the larder and see if I okay. can open the door quietly. Um, go ahead and make a dexterity roll using sneak as a skill. Yep. I will follow... Sneakily. Okay. You can do the same thing. <laughs> 12. Okay. 16. Okay. Um, 
you are both very, very quiet. Uh, and luckily, the floor here seems to be in better shape than the rest of the house. So uh, nothing's creaking as you step through. Um, so the floor was built for dogs, and we we're much smaller than that. Right, exactly. Uh, as you start making your way towards the larder, you do notice the sound is getting a little louder. So it probably is coming from the larder. Do you hear it now? Can, can you hear it now? Yes. Oh, I do hear it. I wonder what that is. Maybe that's a person. Let's go in. I, I don't think that's how people sound. Are you opening the door? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Juniper yep. opens the door. <laughs> um, and we all and go it, for initiative now. <laughs> and inside you see, a, a, it's a small, it's a walk-in larder. Um, the shelves are covered in uh, boxes, which are all uh, themselves covered in dust and cobwebs. The sound is now, it's not loud, but it's more noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, other than that, I mean, you just see, just see the boxes and cobwebs. Hmm. Nobody, no obvious thing, nothing resembling a people here. Hmm. Where's the sound coming from? Maybe there's a hidden door. Yeah. Let's, 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 maybe you should move some of the boxes with your yeah. incredible strength. Okay. I can help. Uh, so you start moving boxes around. Uh, and as you start moving around trying to find something, um, you notice that uh, one of the boxes near kind of the, the top shelf uh, actually starts to float off of the shelf and the sound is getting a little louder. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing that because I have an ability where I can move things with my mind. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm like very much like Juniper, Juniper, that's, that's not me. Ooh, that, that, that I wonder if there's, a sa- if there's a rat in here or a mouse. I don't, I'm going to smell life again. <laughs> Do I smell any rodents? No, you don't smell any rodents. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a different humming and hissing sounds. It's all sorts of noises. Um, no, the, but the box is still kind of floating. It's like floating up and down a little bit in the air, um, almost like it's maybe trying to find a way out. It's it's within pause reach. You could reach up and grab it if you wanted. Uh, sure. Maybe that box is your friend. Okay. Um, so you uh you grab the box and you start to pull it down. Um, and there's a bit of resistance. And you hear a clunk as you pull it down. Uh, but then as you pull it into your paws, um, the, the, the top of it starts to kind of almost pull up slightly. And you see that there's a, um, a kind of a green squat rod that's just floating up against the top of the box. What is this? Uh, I'm going to take the rod out. Okay, you pull it out. Um, and you notice that uh, it fits actually quite comfortably in, in your, your paw. Um, and uh, at the bottom, there's a, a just a big red kind of rubbery button. Ooh. And humming is quite loud now. Ooh, a button. Well, do you think this is making the humming? I don't know. Maybe press it, it'll stop. Okay. I'm and I take press... several steps back. I'm going to press the button. <laughs> you press the button. The humming noise stops, and you don't feel the pull of it trying to float away anymore. Oh, this is a weird thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what the point of this is at all. I press the button again. Nothing happens. <laughs> huh. I guess it wanted to be pressed. Maybe. I don't know. This is weird. It is weird. I I will examine the box from all sides. Okay. Um, the box is unmarked. It's about... Uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty reasonable-sized cube. It's, it's something that you, you probably hold comfortably in two paws. It's not a huge box. Mm-hmm. Made of wood. Um, the interior has some straw inside, but there's no markings, no instruction manual, nothing. Um, Juniper, as you after you push the button, as you're kind of examining it, um, you definitely feel like this is something that is a part of you, but not in a, a negative way. 
um, more like uh, it's a, it's a kind of like like holding a comfortable sword in your hand or um, a comfortable pair of shoes. It's something that is now suddenly just extremely comfortable to you. Oh, okay. Um, did you make friends with the box? No, but I did with the rod. Oh, okay. I think it wanted to be pressed. Okay. I'm gonna put it in. Is it how big is it? Um, it's uh about the size of like you know a little smaller than like say a can of soda. Um, so you, you can just get your paw kind of just almost around it. So you okay. can put it into a pouch pretty easily. Sure. Then I'm going to put it in my rucksack. Okay. All right. I'm going to add strange green rod to my rucksack. There you go. So far we have found strange silver liquid and strange green rod. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess, so the, the only other exit from that room was the foyer, right? Yeah. So I guess we could go back into the foyer. Mm-hmm. Or the foyer, as it were. Foyer. Uh, okay. So we go back into the foyer. Is there? There were four doors on each side, and we have been through three. There are three on each yeah. side. Yeah. As you come through the foyer door, you realize that is the door on the right side of the staircase that you're coming through. So okay. presumably, the door on the left side of the staircase probably also takes you back to the dining room. Mm-hmm. So okay. really, there's two doors on the left. Um, one of which is opposite the was opposite the storeroom. The other one's opposite the library, and then there's a staircase going up. Okay, I see. Well, do we want to go see what's on the left side? Really? Are you around about the staircase? I don't know. I don't know. We can do left side. Left we side found front. We a cool rod. It's true. Maybe we'll find a place to put it. Left side front. Okay. The one closest to the front door. Okay. Um, so you open it up and you see, uh, it looks like another storeroom. This one uh, seems to uh, be uh, holding things like um, bags of, of sands, um, some stray hay, uh, boxes of tools, uh, so this is more probably just things to do to do repair around the house or otherwise do landscaping. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's another boring closet. I'm um, I'm I'm over two on boring closets. Yes, uh, the other door uh, has a little plaque that says art gallery. Ooh, art! I like pretty things. Open the door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this door opens silently. Uh, and inside, you see that uh, it's a room. It's about the same size as the library, uh, except for instead of the shelves kind of in the center of the room, uh, it's empty, but there are different portraits all over the wall. Um, in the kind of northwest corner of the room, uh, there's a hole in the outer wall. And so some debris is kind of washed into the room and some ivy has crept into the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the portraits are just tattered rags at this point. Uh, not violently ripped apart, more just unkempt for a very long period of time. Uh, some do look reasonably well-preserved, and they appear to depict uh, various members of the Transylvania Hound family. Uh, one of them you recognize as Bella. Oh, hey, there's that lady again. Uh, there's also a door to the north. Does that one have a plaque on it? No. I feel like I'm playing a computer adventure game. <laughs> you can go exit our north and east. Go <laughs> north. Like. Yeah. Um, I guess let's go deeper into the house. Eventually we'll get to the dining room again. Um, <laughs> so you open the door slightly and then the door kind of stops. And you realize the reason why is because um, this at one point in time was probably an indoor garden. Uh, but everything has kind of collapsed in. So there's like large chunks of rock here and actually a corner of the house has kind of crumbled in here. Oh. Uh, so it's one of the kind of parts of the floor that jutted out from the second floor uh, and that corner has collapsed in and pretty much filled this entire room with rubble. Mm. Oh no. 
So um, you only way your only way exit is back out the way you came. Okay. Well, this room is rubbish. Upstairs. 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 So the stairs are um, made of wood, uh, which is worn but sturdy. There are a couple of places where um, steps look like they've fallen through, but you can step over them. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally, they they do kind of creak as you walk up, uh, and then as you make your way to the second floor. Uh, the, there's a threadbare kind of carpet underneath of you, and you see you're basically in a long corridor. Uh, mm-hmm. It goes left and right to the edges of the house, and there are five doors in front of you. Uh, mm-hmm. So from left to right, uh, one says guest bedroom. The second one is unmarked. third one says master bedroom. The fourth one is unmarked. And the fifth one says laboratory. Ooh, a laboratory. Do you want to go in there? I feel like we should knock on the master bedroom first and make sure that maybe the person who lives here is asleep. Maybe. And we could, and like, I don't want to scare them by just being in their house. Sure. We should knock on that door then. You're better at making friends than me. You go knock. Okay. <laughs> you knock on the door? Yep. You hear a, a skittering sound and then silence. I'm going to try the door and see if it opens. Okay. Um, you start to push it open and you get a little bit of resistance. You, you push a bit more. It's not like so thoroughly blocked as the one in the first floor. Um, it, 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 you can start to get some of the debris out of the way. But again, this room has been wrecked. Unlike other parts of the matter where a lot of it has been decayed as things kind of collapsed, uh, this more looks purposefully destroyed. Uh, there are claw marks on the floor. There's a cabinet that looks like it was kicked in. Um, the room smells like there was someone living in here at some point, but maybe they're not living anymore. Uh, the only thing that's really intact is there are large four-poster beds, but it's been shoved against one wall, and it's just covered in scraps of silk and spider webs. Hmm. What do the claw marks look like to me? Um, they're maybe a bit smaller than your paw, um, but they are pretty kind of deep furrows in the wood. Mm-hmm. You think you might see something moving under the bed, maybe? I'm going to go, I, I'm going to say as I come in, be like, please don't be afraid. We're, uh, we're friends and we just need a place to stay for the night. As you say that, um, something lunges out from under the bed. It's a, it's a squeaker, uh, uninvolved rodent. Um, it's about the size of your head. It is white and it has no eyes. Oh no. Uh, go ahead and roll for initiative. Oh! Not a friend. Not a friend. Uh, so let's, can anyone beat my seven for initiative? Probably. I rolled a 21 and I don't know how because I have really low decks. <laughs> I have an 18. Okay. Nixie, you were going first. You see this thing leaping for your friend. I have all these powers. I'm trying to remember what, what they all do. <laughs> Luckily, we do have really good bookmarks in this book. Excellent. Makes me very happy. Does it weigh 10 pounds or less? Yes, I'll say it's just on the edge of 10 pounds. I'm going to use toe and move it the opposite direction. Okay. <laughs> it's a magnitude of one galvanism that says that I can move a targeted, unattended object that weighs no more than 10 pounds vertically, horizontally, or in both directions at a speed up to 30 feet per round. Would you, would you consider this an object? or would you- uh, it, it, it is a, a character, but I'll go ahead and well, let's, let's make an opposed roll for it. Okay. Um, so use your uh, intelligence, and I will use its strength, and we'll see who wins. Charisma is my casting ability. Oh, Christ, charisma then. Yes, charisma. Okay. <laughs> Your casting ability. Thank you. Uh, you have to beat difficulty 20. Difficulty 20? Yeah, it rolled very Jesus high. Jesus Christ. I do not beat that. 
Okay, so you start to, you puff out and you start to kind of try to push it away. Um, and actually kind of, you lift it up briefly in air and it kind of wriggles, but somehow actually twists out of the force that you're projecting onto it and Rude. lands on its feet and hisses. Rude. Okay, well, that was my action. I will pass it to uh, Juniper. I, uh, well, this thing is paused and it's coming at me because of like at least a little bit um, so I'm going to pull out my battle axe okay. and, and try to cut it in half. Okay. Like that's the goal at least. You will, you will attempt to bifurcate it. <laughs> I love my rolls. Uh, <laughs> is an eight hit? Uh, it doesn't. You do have your fortune to spend. Um, I'm okay with you fitting a fortune. It's our first combat. Might as well. Sure. It's a one sure. shot. We're already an hour in. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll spend a fortune and re-roll. Okay. That's better. Uh, 25. That definitely hits. Um, the, the, the axe bites into its thick, thick hide. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage. <laughs> Four damage. Um, so, uh, as it's kind of wiggling around, um, your axe comes down. And so you kind of like, um, the top edge of the axe slices into its flank uh, so you definitely give it a very palpable hit, but um, and it's bleeding, but it is now uh, it's still active and very and very angry. angry. Active and angry, I understand. Um, and uh, he's you have to choose him to go last. Um, and yeah. since he knows where the thing that hit him came from, he's going to leap in that direction, which is towards you. Sure. Uh, he's going to bite you for nine. Nine does not hit. No, nine does not hit me. Um. I will put a fortune into the pool to have him roll again. So you know up to two fortune. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he rolls an eight. So that's really helpful. That's, yeah. Um, Good so, job, Radigan. <laughs> oh, Radigan. Um, so uh, the blind dire rat tries to, lay, to jump towards you, uh, but it just calculates where you're at wrong um, and actually uh, leaps past you onto the floor. Um, lands on all its paws and hisses again, but it's it's disoriented. Okay. Uh, since it's figuring out where it's at, I will say that uh, top of the round, it would choose you to go first. Who is you? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, it would choose Juniper. Okay. <laughs> sorry, the person I was just attacking, that's why I said you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try attacking it again. Okay. You have an advantage because you're now behind it. Okay, so 17. That definitely hits. Four more damage. Okay. Um, you swing down again, and um, it's now pretty badly hobbled. Uh, but this is definitely much tougher than some of the squeakers you've run into in your life. It's, it's, it's just, it's not shrugging off your damage, but certainly is taking a lot to get this to recognize that maybe it should stop dying or stop moving. Right, right. Uh, who goes next? I'm going to let the squeaker go next. Okay. Um, uh, it is going to try to, uh, again, attack where the axe came down. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, that's, I remember terribly. Six. No, that um, definitely misses. So it kind of runs towards you and actually runs kind of between your legs. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's now going to try to make its way towards back under the bed. Okay. Uh, and it has to choose. And it's going to go. Mishka's giggling. Mm -hmm. At this point, she's like, <laughs> that rat's stupid. Not rat, squeaker. Um, I'm going to uh, 
is it within range of me getting close to it? Um, yeah, I mean the room. The, the room is like uh, uh, you can't. You can't it's about 60 by 50. Mm. So it's pretty big, but since you're all kind of around the bed, um, it's not more than like, say, 10 feet away from you. Okay. I'm going to do, going to walk up and burst of electricity. It. Okay. Um, so it will not like that. It will not like that, especially because I definitely hit it because I rolled a 24. Oh, yeah. It has been acquired. All right. So it has taken four lightning damage. How would you like to describe murdering this dire rodent? <laughs> After a bit. Basically doing nothing for most of the fight. This this kind of short fight. Misha's just kind of like laughing a little bit. She's like, I this is weird. This is how this, 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 this always goes, you know? And she <laughs> walks up to it and she goes, poof. And she touches it with a paw. And it just kind of looks like almost like it short circuits, like a machine. It just kind of okay. like, goes like lightning, light, lightning, dead. Um, and it collapses. Uh, and then the the, the st- the, the, the smell in the room does kind of go up a notch. Uh, something new has died here. Hmm. Ew. This room is gross. This room is gross. I thought well, docs had nice houses. Well, I don't think anybody's living here. Hmm. Silly. Thanks, Mother Dog would have moved in by now. It's a nice house. It could be. It could be, but maybe they're afraid of it. The scariest thing here so far has been that squeaker, so. Yeah, I don't know. There are no other doors in this room. And the OSHA violations. <laughs> Clearly, this whole place is just one big OSHA <laughs> violation. All Hard right. hats. Uh, should we look at the guest room? Since that's probably where we're going to be sleeping tonight. Sure. All let's right. find one. That's let's find a room that we can sleep in. Yeah, the okay. guest room was the farthest to the left. You said Eddie. Yeah. Hallway. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, you step into the guest room. Uh, this one door opens easily. Uh, it's actually in reasonable shape. Uh, there is a nice kind of dresser in the corner. Um, there is a double bed that's been pushed against one wall. Um, it's covered in a, 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 a the silk kind of canopy the, in a hole, which probably the other one had in much better shape, although it's been torn apart. Mm-hmm. Um, the only real thing you see is that uh, the entire bed is covered with uh, seething, writhing, uh, uh, calcified worms. They're all like kind of crawling over top of each other. Yeah. Like, they actually look like they're made of bone, and they're just kind of crawling and scattering all over each other and just covering this bed. Do I know what those might be? Since you've been around for a while, um, you do recognize these are, bo- these are bone bugs. Well, we're going to have to clear those out if we want to sleep here. Well, let's look in the other rooms first. Okay. Because that's gross. Uh, you have the two unmarked... bugs and not slimy bugs. Right. You have the two unmarked doors and then the door marked left. Let's just go in the next door. The yeah. unmarked door left. Okay. Um... Uh, left door actually is opens to a corridor, uh, which goes down a short ways, and there's a door to the left and door to the right, both of which are unmarked. Oh, we found more rooms. And then, and that's it. they're both at the end of the corridor. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so these rooms are behind the other rooms we were just in. Yeah. Yes. Um, maybe they're like washing rooms. Yeah, maybe or like a a secret hallway. Well, it's not a very it's good secret, though. It's not a very good secret. All right, let's just open these doors and see what's in them. Okay, uh, door on the left and oh, the, the door on the right. I mean, they're they're very similar. Um, they're both servants' quarters. Uh, the one on the left is actually bigger uh, than the other. Um, this is probably uh, where the butler or the the head of the household probably stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, has a slightly bigger dresser than the other. The other one just has like a small foot chest. Um, they have small single beds. Uh, the 
room on the left has a skeleton in the bed, and it looks like there is um, ancient bloody sheets around where the neck was. And the right side is another skeleton, although the skeleton has been pulverized. Are they dog skeletons? Yes. Well, I was going to say we could sleep in this room until I heard about the skeletons. But yeah, I don't want to sleep with skeletons. I'd rather clear out the bone bugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go look at the other unmarked door. Maybe it's another set of... Non-skeleton cord- rooms? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, again, it is a corridor. There's only a door to the left. There's no door to the right. Okay. Um, door on the left is is uh, a mirror of the the smaller servants' quarters you saw. So again, kind of a foot chest, a single mm-hmm. bed. Uh, this one has two skeletons. One appears to be an adult dog. The other one seems to be a dog child, a puppy. Aww. And the puppy seems to be curled up uh, against the larger skeleton. That's sad. I'm sad now. I wonder what happened here. That all these people died and they didn't remove any of their skeletons. I don't know. But do the sheets appear like clean aside from the bugs or aside from the blood in the one? Um, the master one, it, yeah, was was kind of soaked in blood around that area. The second one, um, because the skeleton was pulverized, it's almost like it's got like bone dust, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, but this um, one with the puppy and the older one looks relatively pristine. Yes, um, it looks like they're. I mean, basically, they're underneath the blankets. Um, right, but that just means that they didn't decay here. So you brought the skeletons back, or they died very quickly. Guy very quickly. Somehow, somehow skeletonized very quickly. Oh, okay, yes. Or or there was some magic weird thing that made them skeletonized very quickly. Right. Okay, um, I'm, I'm going to look in the chest, the, like, footlocker. Uh, you find some old kind of moldy clothes. Ew. Um, and uh, a couple of coins of plastic. Ooh. Look, I found money. Um, do, do do, how many coins do you have? Um, I think a few. Oh, if you have a few, then you can go up to some. Ooh. Dealing from the dead. I don't know if this belonged to the dead person. <laughs> Someone may have come into this room with a skeleton, put the money here, and left. <laughs> well, I don't know that the dead people are the people who lived here. I would guess that they are. What if they were killed here after the house started going to ruin? We don't know. Hmm. Okay. We have one more room to look at. I, I'm, I'm giving you all a collective fortune just because the roleplay has been fantastic so far in <laughs> this game. So. We both made not very intelligent characters. I know, this is great. kind of fun, actually. Yes. Uh, all right, so laboratory? laboratory? Laboratory. I'm not like a scientist mouse, but, you know, maybe there's something cool in there. Uh, okay, so um, you open door mark? though, again. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then in that case, roll dexterity plus sneak if you have it. Uh, both of you should roll. Oh, why are we going in stealthily? We haven't been... Because there was, there was a scary feral rat in the last bedroom we walked into. I don't want to... Okay. I'm just 15. nervous, okay? I'm a nervous person. Um, 17. Okay. Um, you open the door. Door's not squeaking. In fact, all the doors up here have been pretty silent when you open them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, inside you see uh, lots of stuff. Um, the main center part is there is a table with uh, a a sheet over top of some kind of form, but there also are large metal devices, um, one of which uh, has kind of circular loopy metal bits around it. Um, One, it looks almost like it's a table with a glass top in it, but it has um, buttons and knobs all over it. Uh, One is kind of a tall metal uh, cabinet with a 
door in the front and it has a pyramid at the top with a knob on it. And it's just bizarre metal equipment all kind of surrounding this table. And then there's a door on the other side. Huh. And you said there's a figure lying on the table under a sheet? Yes. It, once again, is it a dog-ish figure? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, it, it's, okay. it's, it's lumpy. It, it's probably roughly dog-sized. Okay, okay. What, what the heck is going on in here, Juniper? I, I, I don't know. What do you think is going on in here, Juniper? <laughs> Maybe it's a hospital. Why would they have a hospital in their house? A, a, a one-room hospital? You asked me what I thought it was. I'm just guessing. The form under this sheet starts to stir. Mm. Oh. Maybe that's a friend? Hello, friend. <laughs> we um, need a place to stay for the night. This is like the dog I played in our Pokemon game where every time we walked inside, we're like, hail, friend. <laughs> hail, friend. Um, the form does slowly start to set up, uh, and the sheet falls away and you see that it is or perhaps accurately was a dog at one point um but um parts of its head and torso have metal grafted onto it other parts of the flesh as you can see looks like there's been stitching and you can see that the fur around the stitching different colors like one side is white fur and the other side is brown fur Mm-hmm. Um, one of the paws is significantly larger than the other, and the larger paw looks like it's been just stitched onto the arm. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting up, it's just staring. Hello, friend. Hello. Do you do you live here with anyone else? And you hear a, a, a gasp, and a puff of dust comes out of its paw, or out of its mouth. Do you oh. need some water? <laughs> do you need some water? <laughs> Well, you found that special healing water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hand it so, the healing water. So, so, so to summarize, you're going to give the, the animated corpse healing water. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so you put the, 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 the flask into its palm, and it kind of just stares. And so you like kind of make drinking motions, I yeah, assume. Yeah. I like push its paw up a little bit towards its mouth. Like, eh, eh. Um, and it slowly brings the, uh, to the, the, the flask to its mouth. Uh, and you see the, rather than kind of pouring out of it, it almost like it climbs out of the flask and into its throat. Uh-huh. Um, but you, you can also see in this kind of very flickery light that um, it is actually a silvery liquid that's flowing down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after a moment, it actually, uh, his paws start to spasm and the the, fla- the glass flask shatters in its paw. Oh. Uh, and it opens up. And for a second, you see uh, the paws bleeding slightly, but then it, the, the, the cuts actually close themselves up. And, oh. uh, him. and then uh, he starts to scream. Uh, oh, no. As, um, oh, no. Flesh, you see flesh starting to grow in under the metal that's been grafted to its body. And it's basically the body's now forcefully rejecting all the metal that's been put into it. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, um, uh, I don't know how to help. The door opposite when you came in, um, slams open, uh, and you see a tall, lanky hound with threadbare clothing and black and tan fur falling out in patches. 
She has piercing brown eyes, and in her open mouth, you can see dozens and dozens of sharp, serrated teeth. Um, and she screams, get out of my house. This is very clearly uh, Bella Transylvania Hound. Oh, we're so sorry, friend. We didn't mean to mess with your friend. He just looked hurt, and we wanted a place to stay, and it's raining, and the dogs told us to come here, and they said they were ghosts. Um, Juniper, something in your rucksack is humming. I look. Is it the green rod? It is. Uh, this is yours. You hand her the green rod? Yeah. Okay. As you hand her the rod, uh, she reaches out to uh, bite your paw. Okay. Uh, hey. A tw- 23, I believe, hits. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, so it is uh, 15 points of piercing damage. All right. And you need to make a constitution saving throw, difficulty 15. I have made it. Okay. As she bites your paw, um, your your muscles in, in instinctively kind of, of clench around it, so they hold it tighter in your paw. Um, and you can feel something moving up your arm. Uh, something something like on your skin, it's like some kind of, like it's a toxin. Um, but you manage to shrug it off, but your arm feels numb for a moment. Oh no, this hey. is not good. Uh, it is your turn to go. Um, <laughs> I am not happy with this woman. <laughs> Same. That seems fair. She hurt my friend. Uh, she bit me for no reason. How dare you? It is not the part of hospitality that you're, you're trying to with. give her her stuff back. <laughs> okay, so I am going to. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rage. Okay. Like a rat in a cage? Yes, it's like a rat in a cage. Because <laughs> I, I picked up rage as one of my. That's amazing. I love it. It's one of my knacks. Um, so I'm going to rage and I'm going to s- scream, like, ow, that hurt! <laughs> <laughs> And does what it take an action? action? No, you, no, you it's can. a bonus action. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus action okay. to become angry. Okay, then I'm going to swing my battle axe at her. Okay. So I have the level two refinement, which allows gives me advantage on my strength check for this. Nice. Okay, that's a twenty-five. Oh yeah. Okay, and then ten damage slashing. Okay. Um. So you're swing down with your axe, and, and unlike the dire uh, squeaker that was just skittering around, um, you can feel like this is a good solid chop right into the chest. Um, but as you pull it back, um, you do see that uh, underneath her thick hide, uh, the, the bones and uh, uh, kind of the sinew around it seem uh, um, unusually dense, almost like uh, uh, it's it's. Uh, calcified further, um, so you're, it, it, it's it doesn't do nearly as much damage as you thought it would. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, you can choose Nishka to go next. Uh, Nishka. Yeah, I'm. I'm annoyed that she just hit my friend or bit bit my friend because um, we were just trying to be nice. And so I am going to uh, use another of my psychic powers mm-hmm. to uh, do heat burn. Okay. Um. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say that you're disadvantaged to use your psychic powers because of the awful screaming happening behind you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I have to roll three times, okay? Okay. Because I, it, I, it's it's three rays of fire, so I have to roll for each one. Uh, nope. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that a 20 hits. Yes. 
and does a 12 hit. No. Okay. Well, I hit her with one of the three of them. Okay. Go not as damage. good as I was hoping to do because damn disadvantage. <laughs> and it does seven uh, fire damage. Is it fire damage? Sorry. Seven heat damage. Right. Okay. Um, that does seem to have a little more of an impact um, as her old clothes actually catch. Mm. Um, and, and so there's a kind of woof around her. Um, and um, you could see like something inside of her starting to like sizzle and pop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but um, did you choose her or the screaming dog to go? Screaming dog. Screaming dog. Okay. Um, also, she, scr- she can't go yet because she was top of the round biting. Oh, right. Sorry. Thank you. Juniper. Yeah. I, I had forgotten that uh, you guys just kind of failed to react. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the screaming dog lurches off of the table um, and stumbles towards uh, towards Nishka, mm-hmm. uh, but doesn't appear to be attacking right now. Okay. Uh, so top of the rounds, uh, the screaming dog will choose Nishka to go. Okay. Um... Do I feel better about the screaming dog, or am I still going to be d- disadvantaged for that? It's not screaming in your ear. Oh, I have big ears, too. It's in mm. my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so... Curse your family. Right? Let me look at something real quick. Real quick. I have to look at a different book. Different book. Different book. Um, I am going to use my bonus action to do the invigoration knock that I took from the minister's. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, D, you have an encouragement die, a D4, that you can use okay. on your next D20 roll. Okay. Um, and also, if the Screaming Dog turns out to be an ally, I guess it gets one, too. <laughs> well, you have to decide if, if you want to give it to or not. Oh, I've, I've said that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what? I think he's just hurt. Okay. And I feel bad that I might have hurt him, so I'm also okay. going to give him one. Yeah, so mechanically that works. If he turned out not to be an ally, then you just waste a die. But if he is an ally, he will get it. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. fine. It's fine. Um, and now I'm going to... I'm Because it seems to be working, I'm going to do heat burn again. Okay. So once again, puff up. A will start up sound. Because <laughs> that's my favorite tell I could have ever thought of. I wish that this had happened in person because I just rolled two 20s. Like two Wow. 90s. Okay, well... I've never that's... had that happen, but that's really cool. That's the first one. Uh, second one is a no. Third one is also a no. Okay, so, so again, the... I hit it twice. And you roll double the damage of dice. I rolled double damage. Uh, you rolled double the number of dice in damage. Uh, yeah. So how much damage you normally do? Double those number of dice. Oh, okay. Because you're nat twenty. Oh right, right. duh. Thank you. Because yeah. you're uh, yeah. seventeen damage altogether. Okay. Um, uh, this time, uh, a. a surprising amount of fire comes out. Like, like you're a little shocked by it. Maybe the screaming is, is, is powering me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> right, he's like, ah! ah! You're screaming, he's screaming, everyone's screaming. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it will start up noises. <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 it's the scene from Community with Troy and the fire. Yes, Only yes. everybody's screaming. <laughs> right. Um, and um, there's almost kind of a, a, a woof of, of flame. Uh, and when it dies down a second later, um, you see that it's, she's now just kind of a charred, blackened skeleton that's still getting held together by scraps of sinew. Ew. And she is still moving. Uh, um, uh, Juniper, do something. Okay. It, it's uh, your turn, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to axe her again. 
Ask her a question. All right. Chomp down. Okay. So I have a uh, 24 on that. Is that with the extra D4? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I mean, even more than that then. Yay. <laughs> I yeah, made you succeed well. You definitely hit. You want to roll damage? Yep. That's 12. How would you like to describe ending Bella Transylvania Hound's existence? Oh, I cut off her head. Classic. Classic. Um, so good news, bad news. Uh, the good news is you swing your axe around and cleanly cuts her skeletal head off, which falls to the ground. Um, the screaming dog also falls to the ground, but uh, you hear weeping and he just keeps saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for ending my torment. Uh, the bad news is that as this is happening, the floor underneath of you shudders and you hear kind of a grinding falling sound. Uh-oh. We are we are going into the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you step back out. You step back out. Yeah, uh, the whole the whole house is shaking now. I'm going to grab uh our our the the previously screaming dog who is now weeping on the floor. Right. Pick him up and carry him with us. Okay. Um I will need you to make a strength check. Okay. Um, if uh, Nishka is helping you, that will give you advantage. Uh, yeah, I, I can help. Okay. Uh, Difficulty is 12. Well, I rolled a 15 both times. So okay, perfect. Good. Um, then uh, you manage to kind of limp him out as, as the, the building starts to shudder and shake and vibrate. And as you uh, make it to uh, the front door, you see that the door actually is open. Uh, it's just hanging open. Uh, so you step out into the outside um, and you notice it stopped raining and actually dawn is starting to come up over the horizon. You were somehow in there all night. Hmm. Um, uh, and chunks of rock are falling around you. So you just keep dragging this this dog out into the road. Uh, and then at one point you glance back and you see that the house isn't, falling in, but rather large chunks of the stone that have been hanging around on the outside of the manor are actually crawling up the manor oh. and are slotting into place. And then the front of the manor and the top of the manor are actually folding in on itself. And eventually um, the whole thing ends up looking just like a giant square stone box. Hmm. That's that's weird. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. And I feel like Dogs are going to know we're responsible, and also we've got this guy to deal with. Has, um, has, has Screaming Dog stopped screaming? Dog at, screaming Dog has stopped screaming. Um, uh, you do, because we're getting close to the end here. Mm -hmm. um, we're just kind of got the rest. Um, um, you find his name is uh, uh, Alfred Transylvania Hounds. Um, he was uh, Bella's husband, uh, and um, she apparently became so distraught after um, the loss of her family uh, in the War of the Cats and Dogs. Uh, that um, she turns to the darker side of magical studies and actually summons a cannibal demon into her. Oh, God. Um, he only barely managed to escape by convincing her to keep him alive, uh, which he did by binding him to the kind of mechanical horrors that the demon was, was encouraging her to, to explore. Oh. So is he alive now or is he like dying? He's no, he's alive actually. He's shed all of the um, mechanical parts, oh. um, and he looks like an elderly but now relatively intact Pennsylvania hound. Yeah, yeah. If he has any more 
injuries, I will mend his flesh many times. No, the the the, the magical silvery uh, solution seems to have done the job. Nice. Uh, so, and with this strange uh, adventure to a close, uh, your t- two rodents decide it's probably prudent to just go back to Pugmire, turn yep. the box in, and forget any of this ever happened. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't even go back through Houndton. We just, like, fuck nope. off across the map. <laughs> right. And say, like, here you go, buddy. Here's a couple of, here's a couple of uh, plastic we found. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's like, here's some plastic. Uh, here's a... a a cloak, I guess. It's very small, <laughs> but I don't know. Bye. <laughs> uh, but that is the end of the adventure. That was fun. <laughs> I like that we both just like I. I love it when two people play characters that are completely lacking in one thing. Yes. Or, or just like, a, like whole group is 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 lacking a, a stat, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like we weren't smart. <laughs> no. My character was pretty wise, fairly charismatic, but not very smart. Like, honestly, I feel like if if we ever continued this, we we, we would have to change my my whisper to just to be the like, same thing. Like, like every time that we come back from an adventure, all the other mice and rats are like, how were they still alive? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, how, what the, what? Well, and that, that's why I was kind of laughing is because I knew this was going to be kind of a haunted house adventure. And when you both kind of mentioned characters, like, oh, this is going to be Abbott and Costello kind of haunted house. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we were playing characters that didn't know the tropes of haunted houses. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to open all the doors. Right. And be loud and yes. uh, poke things and touch everything. And we made a friend. <laughs> We we did. We made a friend. His name is Alfred. Alfred. And Alfred. I I I scared. I, I I I hurt him. But by hurting him, I healed him. Which is the best way to hurt somebody? So I feel okay about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have to hurt somebody, you might as well do it while healing them. Right. I mean, he was better in the end. He was. <laughs> he thanked me. He got better. <laughs> He's not a witch. Not a witch. No, that was really fun. Um, do you have do you have an expanded version of this one? Because I thought you did. That had like more encounters. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I trimmed a couple out, and also um, there's a lot more at the front of like getting to the manor mm-hmm. of of being trapped in town and figuring out why it closes down when they get the ghost and all that. There's like a whole introduction part. I just kind of skipped right to the shove you in front of the house. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, that that, that makes sense for these adventures that we're doing that are you know about mm-hmm. an hour and a half long. Um, yeah, it's something that at some point in time um, I may uh, uh, pull together and actually uh, put out in some form. I'm still figuring out how that would happen, but uh, yeah, it's something I've, I've run a couple of conventions now, and it's been so far. I, I, I love the Transylvania Hound stories. It's like the Pugmire Curse of Strahd, you know. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So cool. This All is right. fun. Thank you for running it, Eddie. No, thank you. Why I um, play a level four character? I think it's the highest level character I've ever played in Bugmire. That was the other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to to uh, uh, because we played so many level one characters. Like, yeah, give guys a little extra, but also I put a tougher end boss there. Yeah, it was really interesting though because uh, I, I was making this this character, and j- just like you, I'm spoiled by D and D Beyond that just mm-hmm. like tells me what I'm doing. Right. Um. So when I was making this character for, for for this game, I I went and looked up all the advancement rules. Right. And right. In, in monarchy specifically was what I was using. Mm-hmm. And what one thing for Pugmire players to remember is that three and four, your, your, your proficiency bonus goes up to three mm-hmm. because we condense the levels. Yep. So since there's only 10 levels in Pugmire, 
I, I was sitting here like, oh, I'm going to have a two proficiency bonus because I was looking at 5e stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, it's three. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a little four. It's three. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool getting to do, like, a fair amount of advancement for the first time in a, in a, in a, with a Pokemon mm-hmm. character. Yeah, I, I have found in the past that four is a good sweet spot for a game if you want to feel a little bit advanced. Because you're right, you get three enhancements or three uh, refinements or whatever. It's like so a you, million freaking powers because it's, like, made by your constitution modifier. Yeah, and some other mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm like, right. I'm like, and and I, and I gave myself robust. I mm-hmm. had a bunch of powers I never used, but they were cool. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so uh, Danielle, um, if folks want to ask you about your character, yeah. where they find you online? Uh, they'll find me at daniellelozon.com, and also on the Onyx Path Discord. Excellent. And Dixie, how about you? You can find me pretty much everywhere at Dixie Cyanide. Uh, also in the Onyx Path Discord, hanging out. I'm happy to throw any of these characters that I've done up in there. Uh, just because that's fun. Everybody wants to see them. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and you can find me at uh, on Twitter as Pugstady, P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find my website at Pugstady.com. Um, if you want to check out uh, Squeaks and Deep or any of the Realms of Pugmire's games, uh, you can check it out at RealmsofPugmire.com. Uh, or you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord, where the past uh, few weeks I've actually been just posting bits and pieces of of the lore, if you will, of, of the creation of the game and uh, things that um, how things came to be and why they are the way they are. Rich has also been doing the same thing on the Monday Meeting blog. Uh, so yeah, this month, if you're kind of interested in how Pugmire came together between the blog and the Discord, it's, it's a good time to, to check those out because that's what we're talking about all this month because it's been five years, five years of Pugmire. What? So, yeah. So, um, uh, and also right now there are sales going on. So if you want to pick up any of the uh, Realms of Pugmire books, um, some of them will be on sale at the time of you hearing this. Uh, so go check out uh, Studio 2. Um, you can check out Indie Press Revolution or Drive Through RPG. And those places will have a variety of Pugmire things on sale. So check those out. Thank you for listening. And as always, any worlds, one pathcast.